0: Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce Podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be previewing all of the upcoming action in week 9 of the 2022 college football season. And guys, what a week that we had last week. We had Oregon taking over UCLA. We had TCU coming back and beating Kansas State. We had Oklahoma State. You know, Kind of making Quinn Ewers look very human. But despite all that, guys, we have another very entertaining week of matchups to talk about. But before we do all of that, I first want to ask y'all to please make sure that you do go check out and make sure you do like, comment, share, do whatever you can to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast with everybody. so that they they can stay up to date with everyday football news and content. So guys, thank y'all so much for all the support that y'all have shown. I mean, truly, it means the absolute world to me. But anyway, guys, like I always say here on the Cover 7 podcast, I do not want to waste any of y'all's time. So let's get right into today's episode. And guys, to kick off college football this week, unfortunately, we don't have any matchups on Wednesday, but... We do still have Thursday matchups, and we have a pretty good matchup as well as at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we'll have the struggling Virginia Tech Hokies traveling out to Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the now 24th-ranked NC State Wild, NC State Wolfpack. I almost said Wildcats. Now, NC State, I think they're coming off a bye week. So, obviously, they're refreshed. They're going to be able to, I'm hoping, in their case, be able to bounce back on offense. You know, they lost their starting quarterback, Devin Leary, for the rest of the year. So, that's a huge blow. But they still have a pretty solid defense. And definitely, I think they'll have a field day against this very just potent Virginia Tech uh, offense and defense as well. So, give me the NC State Wolfpack huge over the Virginia Tech Hokies. And now, guys, the next game that we have on our Thursday slate of games, and this game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2, as we have the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in a Sun Belt matchup, taking on the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And now, for me personally, I don't really know too, too much about either of these teams. I know, at least in the terms of Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, they've always had a pretty decent offense, and I'm, from what I've heard, I think they've also been pretty decent on offense, and... No, no offense to Southern Miss. I know they have Frank Gore's son, Frank Gore Jr. their starting running back, but I just think that Louisiana overall, they are a better team than Southern Miss. So give me the Louisiana Raging Cajuns over the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And then, guys, finally in our final matchup on Thursday, of Games, we have three games on Thursday, so at least we do have a decent amount of games. And this is going to be a Pac-12 matchup and an offensive matchup that I'm really excited to actually watch. At 9 p.m. Central Time on FS1, we'll have the 14th-ranked Utah Utes who are also coming off of a bye week, taking on the Washington State Cougars who are also as well coming off a bye week. Now, for Washington State, don't underestimate this Cougar team because, man, do they have a very solid offense with Incarnate Word, quarterback transfer Cam Ward. He's done wonders so far for this Washington State offense. Now, I know they have dropped a few games, you know, USC, Oregon, or Oregon State but overall I still I still think they're a very solid team defense is where they do lack a ton but and obviously against a team like Utah who's very good with their veteran quarterback Cam Rising that's not something that you're gonna want so overall as much as I do like Washington State I think Utah they're just in my opinion more talented more fundamentally sound so give me the Utah Utes over Washington State in Thursday night lights college football version so Anyway guys that will wrap up all of our action on Thursday. Let me know what y'all's favorite game is gonna be on Thursday. Mine's probably gonna end up being that Utah and Washington State game because man, just having two high powering offenses like that is just really what makes college football so, so special. So anyway, guys, now we're gonna transfer now we're gonna go over to Friday slated game, as we'll only have two games on Friday, but the first one that we'll have at 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2, we'll have the East Carolina Pirates taking on the BYU Cougars, and well, BYU, they've literally fallen off a mountain, and I don't mean that to be rude to any people from Provo, Utah, but y'all literally have fallen off a mountain as BYU, they got obliterated against Liberty last week, and overall just have not looked that great. Uh, East Carolina, they gave NC State a bunch of fits in Week One, and they've been pretty solid so far this year. They're currently sitting at five and three, but I do think the fact that this game it'll be back in Provo, Utah. You know, BYU has one of the better student sections in all of the country, and I think they're going to be looking to get a major bounce-back win, especially against a team like East Carolina. So, give me BYU to finally get a bounce-back win and finally get back over five hundred. So, give me the BYU Cougars over the East Carolina pa- uh, Patriots, the Pirates. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of Patriots because it's NFL Sunday, so I probably got it all mixed together. But but anyway, guys, and then our final game that we do have on Friday, and this game will be at 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network. We'll have the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs taking on the Florida International Panthers. And, well, uh, despite the record of Louisiana Tech being two and five, I think personally they outmatch the heck out of Florida International. Nothing against FIU, but I just I don't think they're that good of a team despite them being three and four. Louisiana Tech they have had a decent schedule so far, so give me the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs over the Florida International Panthers. Once again, I don't know a crazy am- amount about either team, but I do know that Louisiana Tech, you know their current head coach Sonny Comby, who was a former OC. At TCU and Texas Tech, he's a really good coach. It's his first season, and I think they should be able to rally and get a win against Florida International. So, Anyway, guys, that'll wrap up all of the weekday action that we do have for Week 9. So now let's get over to Saturday slate of games. And, man, does Saturday kickoff really good? And, I mean... Really good. Like, we have a bunch of top 25 matchups, and to kick it all off at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN, we have the seventh ranked TCU Horn Fogs traveling all the way to Morgantown, West Virginia to take on the struggling West Virginia Mountaineers. And once again, I really don't want to talk too much about this game because I don't want to jinx my team, but TCU, after struggling heavily against Kansas State's uh, offense last week, Deuce Vaughn was running all over them, Will Howard was looking so good in the first half. And then TCU, they made the necessary adjustments after getting punched in the mouth. And they came out and dominated in the second half, not allowing Kansas State a single point in the second half. Max Duggan looked really good. Quentin Johnston, after having a few drops early in the game, he would bounce back as well. And then TCU... They have Kendra Miller, arguably the best running back, if not one of the best running backs in all of the country, and I think the fact that they're going up against a pretty a pretty weak West Virginia run defense as well as pass defense, like overall West Virginia's defense is not that great, and then to also add on the fact that they got blown out against Texas Tech last week in Lubbock, I think that West Virginia, no offense, but definitely the Neil Brown era is going to be over here pretty soon, and I think there's going to be deflated completely and I think TCU as well they feel a little bit disrespected because they haven't really blown out any ranked team they played yet so far outside of Oklahoma so they're going to want to be able to prove a point especially in a tough environment up in Morgantown so give me my TCU Horn Frogs over the West Virginia Mountaineers. And then now, guys, for the next game that we'll be talking about, and one of the bigger matchups of the weekend at 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox, Primetime Fox with Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, we'll have the second-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes traveling out to Happy Valley to take on the 13th-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. And, well, Ohio State last week started off really rough against Iowa in the first quarter. C.J. Stroud would have a fumble that would get returned for a touchdown, and, well, Uh, C.J. Stroud got pissed enough to where he would literally throw all over Iowa's defense last week. The defense for the Buckeyes looked very good against, obviously, a very weak Iowa offense. Spencer Petras would finally get benched. So, Iowa fans, there is a positive in that whooping that y'all did get up in Columbus. But overall, Ohio State, they continue to look very dominant. And I think nothing against Penn State. But, you know, they did beat up on a pretty, pretty disappointing Minnesota team last week. But I do think they're going up against a complete different juggernaut juggernaut in ohio state so give me the buckeyes and cj stroud to continue his heisman hopeful season as they'll go into happy valley and upset the penn state nittany lions not upset but go into penn state and beat a team that you know a lot of people are saying honestly because they they have had a really weak schedule they haven't really played anybody but for ohio state this will be their first real road test to prove that hey We're not just all hype. We are worthy of that number two ranking. So anyway, I do have Ohio State beating the Penn State Nittany Lions. And then now, guys, for the next game that we'll have at 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. And kind of one of the more fun matchups. We have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish traveling up to Syracuse to go play in the Wireless Dome as we have the 16th-ranked Syracuse Orange who are coming off just a very upsetting loss last week in Clemson. The refs, no offense, I'm not the type that normally likes to blame refs for a lot of stuff, but the refs, Definitely had a little bit of orange on underneath, and I'm not talking Syracuse orange because, man, a lot of those calls are very questionable. But Syracuse's very stout defense, they would make DJ Ugalele get benched as well, which is just funny enough as it is. But Will Shipley, he was able to run the ball pretty effective against the Qs last weekend. You know, there's a lot of question marks on the offensive side for Syracuse about why they weren't using Sean Tucker as much. And, you know, just a lot of weird things, and hopefully they get it corrected. And now they're going up against a Notre Dame team who has lost games to Marshall, Stanford. They almost lost to Cal, who Cal literally gave Colorado, who right now is probably the worst Power 5 team in all the country, their only win. So, still a lot of things with Notre Dame that have a lot of question marks, but I do think that Syracuse overall, they are a better team than Notre Dame. So, give me the Syracuse Orange over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish And then, guys, for our next game at 11 a.m. Central Time on the SEC Network, we'll have a SEC showdown as we have the Arkansas Razorbacks traveling out to Jordan Hare to take on the Auburn Tigers. And, well, both of these teams, um, I know Auburn didn't have a massive amount of expectations going into the season, but their opponent in this game, Arkansas, very much did. They had K.J. Jefferson, who was a Heisman hopeful quarterback going into the season. I know he's dealt with some injury issues, but overall has not played up to the level that a lot of people expected him to. And then Auburn just a lot of just a lot of drama going on. We already know that Brian Harsin will probably be gone or not not probably. We know that he will be gone after this season. So Auburn's kind of just wanting this season to get over it with as quick as they possibly can. Arkansas, they're wanting to try and find a way cuz their season is still very salvageable despite all three of their losses being in the SEC. And I mean just overall, I mean Arkansas, they're going to I just think they'll play a lot more fundamentally sound. I mean, offensively, they beat Auburn by a mile because Auburn, no offense to Robbie Ashford, but they just can't get anything going. Tank Bigsby, he's only had one or two 100-yard rushing games so far this year, and he was supposed to be the focal point of Auburn's offense. So just not the season that Auburn's wanted. They're going to be making coaching changes at towards the end of the year. So give me the Arkansas Razorbacks over the Auburn Tigers at Jordan-Hare. And then, guys, the next game that we'll have and this game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time on FS1 as we have the Oklahoma Sooners who got a huge win at – well, not a huge win, but they got a decent win over a ranked Kansas team at the time after, you know, just a really rough showing against TCU down in Fort Worth. And now they're going to be traveling out to Ames, Iowa to take on a sneaky good Iowa State team. Now, I know Iowa State, they sit at 3-4, and four, but they've given teams like K-State, who's, who's ranked. They've given Texas a bunch of struggles. And overall, they have one, in my opinion, one of the more underrated defenses in all of the country. As they held K-State, who has a high-powering offense, you know, with Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn to only 10 points a few weeks ago. And, you know, with Texas, they held Quinn Ewers in that offense to only 24. So, you know, both of those games would be losses. Unfortunately, they can't close games out. But I still think Iowa State is a great team. But unfortunately, like I said, they can't close games out. They're just not able to... Whether it's refs, you can blame it on whoever you want. But Iowa State, they just for some reason cannot close games out. And also the fact that Oklahoma, they're starting to get back to being a little bit healthy. Dylan Gabriel, he'll be starting in this game. Eric Gray had a phenomenal game against Kansas about two weeks ago when he ran for like 150-plus rushing yards. So give me the Oklahoma Sooners over the Iowa State Cyclones. As much as, as, much as it pains me to say that, I just think that Oklahoma – they're going, to start, they're going to start to finally get some more rhythm, and I think definitely a win in Ames will do exactly that. So, But um, anyway, guys, we're going to go down a little bit more, go down a little bit more, and now we're going to talk about our uh, midday slate of games, so our late afternoon, early evening slate of games. And to kick it all off, we have at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Anthony Richardson and the Florida Gators taking on the number one-ranked Georgia Bulldogs down in Duval County in Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, so not a lot not a lot to say in this game. I mean, Georgia, right now at least, they have arguably one of the best defenses in all of the country. Stetson Bennett, despite a lot of inconsistencies so far this year, he has played, I would say, okay. And, you know, for Florida, once again, they've been one of the most inconsistent teams throughout the whole season. I mean, they almost ended up losing to USF a few weeks ago. And, you know, just overall after that win against Utah in week one, they just haven't really played that well. Same with Anthony Richardson, but he's starting to kind of pick some slack up. But overall, I think this Georgia defense is going to give uh, Anthony Richardson and this Florida offense a ton of fits on the day. So give me the Georgia Bulldogs over the Florida Gators. Now the funny thing with this game is that Florida is current or uh, Georgia is currently favored by twenty two and a half points, which I do not think is by any means. I don't think Georgia will beat them by twenty two and a half. Now Georgia will beat them. But by 22 and a half is a little bit of a stretch because I do think Anthony Richardson and the offense will be able to put up some type of points. But despite that, I do expect Georgia to be able to go down to Jacksonville and beat the Florida Gators. And then, guys, so the next game that we have at 2:30 p.m. Central Time on FS1, we have the eighth. We have the eighth-ranked Oregon Ducks who are coming off an impressive win against the ninth-ranked UCLA Bruins last week, traveling down to Berkeley to take on the California Golden Bears. Not too much to say about this. I think Bo Nix will have another phenomenal showing against California in this game. Oregon, they just looked so good offensively last week against UCLA. And I expect them to continue it as they will go down to Berkeley and beat the Golden Bears and will improve to 7-1. and So give me Bo Nix and the Ducks over the California Golden Bears. And then, guys, for our next game and one of the biggest games of the weekend... This game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the ninth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys traveling out to Manhattan, Kansas to take on the 22nd-ranked Kansas State Wildcats. And, well, for Oklahoma State, they got an impressive win last week against Texas in homecoming. They really, that defense shut down Quinn Ewers in the fourth quarter, especially as they made him throw a game-losing interception. And overall, they really had their day against Quinn Ewers, but, you know, once again, the rush Really killed him as Bijan Robinson. He put up about 150 rushing yards. And as we all know, K-State, they have a pretty good running back by the name of Deuce Vaughn, who... I know he's a little bit banged up after the TCU game last week, but he still played decently in the first half, putting up about 80 rushing yards, so definitely some kind of concern for Oklahoma State because you're going up against one of the better quarter or not quarterbacks, you're going up against one of the better running backs in all of the country in Deuce Vaughn, and then Adrian Martinez, who left the TCU game after the first drive, wasn't really specified too much on why he left. I know the time when this podcast comes out, it'll probably already be kind of explained, but... At least for the moment, we didn't really know what was going on with him. So if Adrian Martinez doesn't play in this game, I expect Oklahoma State to be able to beat the Kansas State Wildcats just due to the fact that Spencer Sanders, the way he's been throwing the football, especially against Texas last week, I definitely expect Oklahoma State to have a pretty good game. So give me the OSU Cowboys over Kansas State in Manhattan. And then, guys, the next game that we have is going to be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on the ACC Network. We have the 10th-ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons led by their star quarterback, Sam Hartman, traveling out to Louisville to take on a sneaky good Louisville Cardinal team. Now, Louisville by no means our top 25 team, but definitely the offense with Malik Cunningham. You know, they have been pretty solid despite losing their best wide receiver, Tyler Harrell, to Alabama via the transfer portal you know started the season off decently rough but they did get a pretty good win against UCF to start the year off which UCF has turned out to be at least in my opinion a one of the best offenses in all of college football so but once again Louisville doesn't have the best defense by any means and they're going up against one of the best offensive teams in the whole country you know Wake Forest being led by their their super senior starting quarterback uh, Sam Hartman so give me Sam Hartman and the D- Demon Deacons over the Louisville Cardinals in Louisville. And overall, I mean, it'll be a really good game, but I just think Wake Forest's offense will be able to carry them a lot in this game and get the win over Louisville. And then now, guys, for the next game that we'll talk about, and this game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC, as we have the 17th-ranked Illinois Fighting Illini, which is so weird to say, the ranked Fighting Illini, traveling out to Lincoln to take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and not too much to say about this game. I think Illinois, they will have a pretty decent Easy time against a just horrendously bad Nebraska defense. Chase Brown, who's kind of emerged as one of the top running backs in all of the country, currently leading the nation in rushing yards. So overall, I think he'll have a field day. Tommy DeVito, the Syracuse transfer, he's been been playing really good quarterback play for the Fighting Illini. So give me the Illinois Fighting Illini over the Nebraska Cornhuskers in this Big Ten matchup. And then, guys, for the next game that we have, and kind of one of the more underrated games that really won't get talked about a lot, at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we have the 20th-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats traveling to Orlando, most specifically in the bounce house, to take on the UCF Golden Knights, who UCF, kind of shocked they're not ranked. I mean, if you've seen how this offense has been playing these past few weeks, led by uh, Ole Miss transfer quarterback uh, John Rice Plumley. They've been playing really good. You know, they have an Auburn transfer wide receiver and they just overall, they looked so dominant on offense and they're going up against a Cincinnati team who showed a lot of flaws against SMU last week, offensively, especially defense. They picked it up when it needed the most, but still there were a lot of holes that SMU just were not able to take advantage of. But, um, Okay, I worded that completely wrong. But anyway, besides that, I do think that UCF, they have a slight advantage in this game against Cincinnati. They're gonna be playing down in Orlando at the bounce house, which is one of the most electric places in all of college football. And I expect the Bearcats to get upset in this game. So give me UCF over the Cincinnati Bearcats. It's not having a guy like Desmond Ritter would be huge for the Bearcats in this game. So give me UCF over the twentieth ranked Bear uh over the twentieth ranked Bearcats of Cincinnati, so and then anyway, guys, the next game that we have in which this game will be at 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time on SEC Network, we had the Missouri Tigers traveling out to Columbia, South Carolina to take on the now ranked 25, 25th South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, South Carolina, they're coming off a good win against Texas A&M last week where the defense just absolutely went phenomenal. They're running back. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he had a field day against Texas A&M's defense, which has been pretty good so far this year. I mean... Texas A&M was really able to hold—not really able to hold Jameer Gibbs—but they played some pretty good defensive ball this year so far. So the fact South Carolina was able to get that win was huge last week, and now they're going up against a just really poor Missouri team. So definitely give me the South Carolina Gamecocks over the Missouri Tigers in this SEC matchup. And then, guys, now we're going to talk about our nighttime games. And the first game that we're going to talk about and kick it all off at 5 p.m. Central Time on the Pac-12 Network. We have the 10th ranked USC Trojans who are coming off a bye week after a loss in Utah and they're taking on the Arizona Wildcats. Not too much to say about this. I think hopefully if Jordan Addison is able to come back for the USC Trojans after suffering an injury against Utah. And Caleb Williams who didn't even play that bad against Utah at all. I mean he played really good. Uh, I know USC USC's defense. They did have a few struggles against Utah, but for the most part, we're not horrifyingly bad. Just had a lot of dumb penalties. But I do think the fact that USC they're going up against a pretty weak Arizona team. So give me Arizona and or not Arizona. Give me USC and uh, Caleb Williams to be able to go into Tucson and absolutely obliterate the Arizona Wildcats. So once again, I expect USC to go into Arizona and beat Arizona. So. <laughs> but anyway, guys, the next game that we have at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we'll have the 19th ranked Kentucky Wildcats traveling into Knoxville, Tennessee to take on the third ranked Tennessee uh, Volunteers. And man, this game is going to be good. This game is going to be really good. Tennessee, They blew out UT Martin last week, which everyone expected. Hendon Hooker played really well. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, he played really well as well. He's kind of emerged as one of the better wide receivers in all of college football as he's put up back-to-back multiple touchdown games. And then for Kentucky, you know, they're coming off a really good win against Mississippi State, and, you know, just overall, you know, also they're coming off a bye week as well. So I think, honestly— this game will be close. I don't think it will be a blowout by any means for Tennessee. I think it will be decently close because I like Will Levis. I like Chris Rodriguez of Kentucky. But I do think, obviously, Hendon Hooker and that offense for the Tennessee Volunteers, they are just too dang dominant despite, obviously, their defense not being the best in the SEC. They are decent, but not the best. I do expect Tennessee to be able to pull out a win against the Kentucky Wildcats. So give me a, so give me the Tennessee Volunteers over Kentucky in this SEC matchup. And then, guys, the next game that we have at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. And when you looked at it in the preseason, this was supposed to be one of the biggest games of the year. Now it's kind of just going to be a blowout game. We have the Michigan State Spartans traveling over to Ann Arbor, Michigan to take on the the uh, fourth-ranked Michigan Wolverines. And, well... Not too much to say about this game. Michigan State, they can't defend the run and Michigan, they have arguably the best running back in all of college football and Blake Coram, who's currently a Heisman hopeful candidate. So, yeah, not too much to say. I think definitely th- that Michigan offense will have their way with Michigan State in this game. Michigan State also they're not really they haven't really been able to get anything going on the offensive side of the football. So, give me Just give me the Wolverines majorly over the Spartans of Michigan State in this matchup. And then, guys, for the next game that we have, and there's a decent amount of games. I didn't realize how many we actually did have, but for the next game that we do have on our evening slate of games at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network, we have the 15th-ranked Ole Miss Rebels traveling down to College Station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. And, man, man, oh, man, did both of these teams have some pretty embarrassing losses last week. Obviously, Ole Miss, who was ranked 7th last week, went down to Baton Rouge, fully expecting we're going to run all over LSU. And, well, LSU contained them to only about 130 rushing yards total as a team. Jaden Daniels had himself a day against that Ole Miss defense, and they got blown out by LSU, who was unranked at the time. So... Overall, a very disappointing loss for the Rebels, but they're also going up against a Texas A&M team that's pretty deflated right now in the fact that Haynes King, who was their backup quarterback, he started, obviously he was a starter at the beginning of the year, but is their backup quarterback currently. He's he's probably he's banged up right now. We don't know exactly what's going on. He's banged up, so now in comes freshman, or, yeah, freshman uh, quarterback Connor Wigman, who... Has a lot of hype, everything like that. So just definitely right now in A and M, you're praying to God you do not get blown out. I'm hoping for their sake they don't get blown out because man, it's Ole Miss. They're gonna be pissed. I know Lane Kiffin's pissed. I don't obviously I don't expect Ole Miss to blow him out by any means because Kyle Field is one of the most absolutely just amazing places in all of college football. And I know people might give me a lot of crud for saying this, but I do think if A M's defense is able to perform. And I mean, just kind of get back to the way they played against Alabama. I do expect ANM to be able to compete in this game, and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say ANM they upset the Rebels in this game. Call me crazy. Call me crazy all you want, but that home field advantage at Kyle Field is real, and I really do expect the Texas A&M Aggies to finally get their statement win of the year, despite almost beating Alabama. I fully expect the A&M Aggies to beat the Ole Miss Rebels after Ole Miss. They're going to be at a very critical point where they're kind of going to be left wide open. And really, it's anybody's game. I mean, if they could contain that run game of Ole Miss, this is A&M's game to lose. So give me the Aggies to beat the Ole Miss Rebels. And then, guys, for our next game that we have and one of the final games that we're going to talk about on our Week 9 slate and this game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN two as we have the Baylor Bears traveling out to Lubbock to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And well, preseason, I would have said Baylor was gonna blow I, I would have said Baylor was gonna blow out Texas Tech, right? But after watching Texas Tech in their offense these past few weeks, definitely against West Virginia last week, the way they performed against UT, you know, and also the way they performed against uh, Oklahoma State up in Stillwater as well. They played really good. I know they kind of crumbled towards the later minutes in that uh, OSU and Texas Tech game, but overall they played really well throughout the first three quarters. So in this game, I know people love Baylor and all this and that, but Baylor, they almost choked a huge lead to Kansas last week, which people probably forgot about, so I might be crazy, but and I hate to say it as a TCU fan, but give me the Texas Tech Red Raiders over the Baylor Bears in Lubbock as Tech though improved a 5 and 3 and Baylor will probably fall to 4 and 4. You know, I mean, I don't think Baylor's a bad team. I think they just need another year to recruit and kind of develop because obviously losing all that talent that they did last into the draft definitely you can tell has impacted them a decent amount. So, but anyway, guys, the next game that we have at 7 p.m. Central Time on the ACC Network. We have the Pitt Panthers, who everybody expected to be a top twenty, top 25 team this year. You know, they had Keaton Slovis, the USC transfer quarterback. They have Israel Abanakanda, who's been one of the better running backs in college football. Not a top one, but he's definitely put up a ton of yardage. Had that amazing game against uh, Virginia Tech a few weeks ago where he had six rushing touchdowns. They're going up against the 21st-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Um... Well, and you know the thing is with North Carolina, they have one of the better offenses in the country. Drake May has looked fantastic so far as the new starting quarterback for the, the uh, Tar Heels after Sam Howell left for the NFL. Um, Josh Downs has also been decent as well, the wide receiver for the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. But I think people tend to forget North Carolina does not have a defense defense. You also got to remember they lost to Notre Dame at home as well. And once again, I'm going to say we have another upset. I'm going to say Pitt. They're going to come into North Carolina, and they're going to upset the Tar Heels. So give me the Pitt Panthers over North Carolina in this matchup. I'm just simply that, – that defense that North Carolina has is so just – oh, man. I it's just so hard to watch. And the fact that Pittsburgh has one of the best running backs in the nation – they have a solid veteran quarterback in Keaton Slovis. I know he's not the best, but he's definitely a veteran quarterback who knows for the most part what he's doing and definitely is able to utilize a lot of his weapons. And definitely if they're just able to hand the ball off to Israel Abanikanda, I mean, they'll have a field day on North Carolina's defense. So give me the Pitt Panthers over the North Carolina Tar Heels. And then, guys, for our final matchup of Week 9 that we're going to talk about in today's preview episode at 9:30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we have the Stanford Cardinal, who have had two straight wins—one against Notre Dame and then last week against Arizona State. As, they, as now they are taking on the 12th-ranked UCLA Bruins, who lost up in Eugene, despite playing pretty decent on offense. Dorian Thompson-Robinson didn't have a bad day. Zach Charbonnet—he actually played really well against Oregon—and while they're playing up against a. In my opinion, I still think Stanford, they're not that great of a team. No offense to Stanford fans, but y'all really aren't. So, in my opinion, Stanford going into the Rose Bowl, which I know Stanford – or not Stanford, UCLA has one of the most just poor, poor crowds that you will see in all of college football. They have no type of home field advantage, but you have to remember – UCLA's offense is just absolutely electric they're probably going to light up the scoreboard in this Pac-12 after dark game so give me the UCLA Bruins over the Stanford Cardinal to wrap up week nine of the 2022 college football season so guys thank y'all so much for listening to today's uh, preview of all the action that we have upcoming in week nine of the 2022 college football season you know let me know what like what games y'all looking forward to the most me personally I mean, being a TCU fan, you're probably going to hear me say it week in and week out. I'm looking forward to my Horn Frogs play. But I'm definitely looking forward to that Ole Miss and Texas A&M game because I think it'll be a sneaky good one, especially since it's being played down in Kyle Field. So anyway, guys, thank you all so much for listening to today's college football preview. Make sure to also go check out NFL Week 8 preview, which came out at 12 p.m. Central today. and. You'll also be here on the podcast as well as make sure, guys, that we always – or make sure that you always remember we do drop previews and recaps for every single week of college football and NFL football. So, guys, once again, thank you all so much for all the support that you all have shown. Make sure to like, comment, rate, review. Do whatever you can to make sure we continue to grow the the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I hope you all have a fantastic rest of you all's week. And I will see y'all back here on Sunday for the college football week nine recap. So see y'all guys then, and have an amazing rest of y'all's week.